Week 12, folks. Week 12 is here. We're boarding the train. We're getting back on it. We had to take a little excursion, detour. Had to miss a week. Doesn't happen often, but it happens sometimes. But on this train, we take excursions. See, when you're on a long cruise, when you're on one of those long ones, sometimes they like to take detours. They like to get you off the boat. They like to let you put your feet back on land. You know what I mean? Go buy some stuff that says Cancun. I don't know. I've never been. But this is just what I've seen on people's photos and what people tell. So sometimes you get to go and buy some stuff. And that's what we just did. We went on an excursion. Week 11, we were out venturing for ourselves. I've been, I've, been, I've been guiding you on this journey. And I hope you're listening on one of our new platforms. This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. And I hope you are listening on one of the new and one of the old ones. But you got to be listening. But at any rate, I've been guiding you on this train of college football. We've been going up and down and all around. And here we are at week 12. But before we get to week 12, what happened in week 11? Georgia flexed its muscle. Georgia came out there and set the tone once again against Ole Miss. They shut it all down. They knocked Jackson Dart out of the game. Ole Miss's miracle run, miracle hope, is done. Season's not dead. They still got bowl eligibility. They still got bowl games to play for. And that's one thing we're going to talk about week 12. We're going to talk about the bowl eligibility. Because I've said this earlier in the podcast. I do not want to take away from the schools that are never going to compete for national championships. Sometimes that sixth win, that is the national championship. That's the, that, that's the national championship, and that's the reality for some schools. Everybody wants their school to be great. Everybody wants to be in the college playoff hunt. Everybody. But guess what, my friends? There's only four this year, and then after this, there's only 12. Even then, there's only 12, and they've already started talking about the format. I'll get the format later on, and we'll talk about it, possibly. But for right now, let's recap week 11. While we were on the excursion venturing out for yourself, while you were going to go see what the, what the island had to offer as we, as we stopped, Michigan shut out all the noise. Without their coach, they went into Penn State and they won. That's big time. That's big time for Michigan. Now, for Penn State, on the other hand, they're starting to wonder, do we have the right guy? I think I saw a stat that said James Franklin was 1-14 in versus the AP top five, which is basically saying against Michigan and against Ohio State, he can't win. And that's bad because you're in their division. So eventually we look forward for you to win. You know, like those guys that hired you, you know, they expected you to eventually beat these schools. You're getting the recruits. The quarterback you had this year was supposedly a, you know, he's a a five-star. You know how they do the, the, you know, the ranking systems out of high school. This guy was the real deal. So at this point, we're starting to wonder what's, the, what's going on, James, and why can't you get a win versus these big-time programs? Another stinker by Penn State. And you can go ahead and kick them on up out of here. All stock in Penn State is gone. As far as national championship or playoff admirations, it's gone. Conference championship admirations is gone. 
bowl eligibility, they will be going bowling. So congratulations to them. But they are out of their conference championship race. Florida State, they see Florida State is one of these teams, guys, that I tell you, it doesn't have to be pretty. We all want the blowout win. We want to see a team just steamroll the competition. But the reality of the situation is, is sometimes you just got to win. If I don't lose, I win my conference. I'm in the power five. I'm going to the playoffs. What are we talking about? I'll repeat myself. If I don't lose, I win my conference. I'm in the power five. I'm going to the playoffs. If you take care of those things right there, so far Florida State has done that, and they won just you know 20 to 27 against Florida State. That's a rivalry game. Washington, they won another ranked game against Utah. I'm listen, guys. This is the last ranked game they have this week against Oregon State. We'll talk about it, but we got to start thinking about it, man. Washington might go undefeated. The University of Washington could go undefeated representing the Pac-12 in the playoff system. They just got to finish it up, and that's what they did. That's what they did. They put up 35 points. Once again, that offense kind of second half only put up 11 points in the second half. That's interesting. We'll talk about it. Oregon stayed alive. They beat USC. They stayed alive. That's what it's about, folks. That's what it's about. Texas stayed alive against TCU, but Texas also lost a running back. Texas has lost a running back. Who will take the reins? Who is going to take over that backfield? Because I'm telling you right now, I don't know if Texas has the quarterback to strictly rely on the pass game. And by strictly relying on the pass game, I'm saying early downs you're passing to set up a short run instead of vice versa where you try to stay on script. You try to stay on time. You want to stay... Within the change. You know, you know, you want third and two, third and three. Third and five at the max is what you want. Third and eight, third and, you know, that's that's teetering. There's only so many plays you have in your playbook for third and long. So, what I'm saying to you is that run game for Texas was really helping them and set up not having third and longs. It's going to be interesting to see what they do this week on the road in Iowa State. Now, listen, the Big 12 needed a couple things to happen last week on that. You know, they needed a couple things. For it to get very, very interesting. And I'm, I'm here to tell you those two things happened. Those two things happened. They almost had the third thing, which would have made it extremely interesting. But Texas was able to close it out. They blew another lead, but they were able to close it out 29-26 to against TCU. Now watch out for that game against Iowa State. Bama went on the road against Kentucky. Of course they won. Listen, Jalen Milrose, he needs to be on your Dark Horse Heisman. Okay? He needs to be on your Heisman list. If Bama goes out and wins out this season, look for him to maybe win a Heisman. Urban Meyer said that he's the best player since Percy Harvin. He's the Percy Harvin of college football. And he plays quarterback is what he said. That's wild. Oregon State won in dominant fashion in 62-17. Missouri let Tennessee know that you are officially playing for third, maybe fourth place in the SEC. East if this format was to continue. Luckily, it's not. They're going to a free-for-all brawl in the SEC because if it kept with this format in the SEC East, you could argue that Tennessee is no longer the second-best team in that that division. We're looking at third and fourth, and that depends on how good Kentucky is that year. 
So that's very interesting. Missouri put themselves on the map winning 36 to 17. I mean, 36 to 7, sorry. Continuing, Oklahoma State laid a, laid a dud, laid a complete dud, and this is why it becomes interesting in the Big 12. You needed them to lose. Oklahoma State lost to UCF 45 to 3. We're not even going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the standings because Oklahoma State did technically have a game to burn, but now there's blood in the water. You know, instead of just closing it out, you made it interesting. And you know what happens when things get interesting. I don't know either, but it could happen. Something could happen. Because Kansas lost too. Kansas losing eliminated them from, from, conference, from conference championship. Okay, Texas Tech came in there and ran it down their throat for four quarters. OU won. OU beat West Virginia. So now it's interesting. Florida beat the hell out of themselves all year long. All year long, Florida, the Florida Gators schedule has beaten the hell out of them. Okay, And I think this weekend against, uh, last weekend against LSU, it shows. It really shows. LSU beats them 52-35. to 35. It was a, yeah. Arizona wins a thriller in Colorado. Iowa puts up more than six points, and they win 22-0. North Carolina keeps their ACC title hunts alive by winning a 47-45 thriller versus Duke, and that's big. And K-State keeps their Big 12 titles hopes alive against Baylor. Now, that was week 11. Now, get back on board. Get back on board. All aboard. The conductor is telling you to get back on board because that was week 11. You had your excursion. You got to look at college football for yourself. You didn't have me in your ear talking about this and which game that. Now you got to see. So now I'm asking you to get back on the train and let's get it rolling. Let's get it rolling because week 12 is here. Week 12 is here and have no fear. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's not. But listen, here we go. Because Georgia goes to Tennessee. Now Georgia has had a tough couple, tough schedule, and this is the end. Okay, this is the end. Now you had Old Miss and you had um who did they play? Sorry, you had Old Miss and who did Georgia has played it? Oh, sorry. I'm in a brain fart. Anyway, Georgia is playing Tennessee this week. Now, Tennessee is on a redemption trail, first and foremost. We'll just talk about them until I figure it out, Georgia. But Tennessee is on a redemption trail because they just got smacked by Missouri. So that offense, that they listen, they're known to be a high-powered offense. So now they got to get right. They have got to get right because at this point in time, you're playing a, a Georgia school football team that looks like they are priming up at the right time of the year. Okay? They're priming up at the right time of the year. So at this point, if you're Tennessee, you got to have some type of pride. you got to have some type of pride. Okay? Maybe you can change your whole season and some of your trajectory for your bowl game if you can knock off a Georgia team and maybe send it into chaos. I think Georgia has pretty much locked up the SEC East. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not, but it's going to be tough, but Tennessee's going to have to show some pride. Now, Georgia, like I said, their last two games against ranked opponents have been Old Miss and Missouri. Both of those have been at home. Even they played Florida, you know, that's a neutral site. But you look at Kentucky, the Kentucky game was a ranked game, and Kentucky was at home. So this is their, this is their first ranked game away from over the, uh, the hedges. So this is going to be very interesting. Very interesting as far as can Georgia really, you know, what are they like outside of that stadium? 
Because inside of it, you know, it's like playing like it's it's it's, it's I mean, you can't beat them. You can't beat them. I mean, we're looking at a 51 to 13, a 52 to 17. The closest game was Missouri, 30 to 21. That's the closest game of all the ranked games they've had at home. I'm telling you, Missouri is very that's, – that, that's a program that's on the way up. And with them not using divisions anymore, look for them to make some noise here in the next couple of years, especially with this 12-team playoffs. Especially with the 12-team playoffs. Look out for Missouri in those. But in this game, is going to be very interesting. Like I said, Georgia versus Tennessee on the road, the end of a, of a tough, grueling you know, month, really, for the Bulldogs. So we'll see if they can finish strong because, like I always say, it's about finishing. You want to be on the inside of the house here, folks. That's all what we all, I talk about it. I talk about being on the inside of the house because when you're on the inside, you can control the thermostat. You know, you might piss somebody off, but guess what? I can still control the thermostat. But when you're on the outside and you're looking through that window and you're watching somebody during the holidays drink their warm cider and they make their gingerbread houses... And they're in there in their nice cozy sweaters. And you're cold as hell. It's tough because you're waiting for somebody on the inside to fuck up so you can get in, right? You know? You're waiting for somebody to leave the back door unlocked so you can get in there. You know what I mean? That's what that's what you're waiting for in college football. That's what it's like. Because you gotta be in that top four right now. And if Washington, that's that's what you're doing. You're peeping. You're peeping. Oh, leave that back door unlocked. That's what you're hoping. That's what you're hoping. So, now we move on to the next top. We got Washington and Oregon State. Now, this game is huge, folks. This game is huge. Listen, this game is huge for two reasons. Oregon State has a chance to put themselves in the Pac-12 championship. Hear what I just said. Oregon State has a chance to put themselves in the Pac-12 championship. If they beat Washington, and if they beat Oregon, these are the number one and number two schools in the Pac-12, and they play them both. Currently, Oregon State sits at number uh, three. Three tied for fourth with Arizona. Arizona has to play a uh, very interesting game this week. So, And they barely got away with Colorado. So I expect them to eventually, they're going to cough. They're going to cough. They play Utah this week. Arizona does, so we'll talk about that game in a little bit. Back to this Washington-Oregon State game. This game is on the road. This is why I think this is an interesting game for Washington. Pressure. I said, I mentioned this slightly earlier. Last week, that offense only put up 11 points in the second half. That's very scary. Or Washington's offense has a has a, has a thing of just disappearing these last three weeks. And I'm going to tell you something. They don't look too good on the road. That's another thing. It's one thing to look, you know, I always say this. If you're gonna if you if you're gonna fuck up, fuck up at home. Because if you're at home, you got the crowd to bring you through. And sometimes the refs are a little more lenient towards the home team. That's what they call it a home field advantage, folks. I'm speaking truths here. So you're you I mean you're happy Washington, you know, was at home versus Utah. You know, you're happy about that. And you're also happy Cam Rising wasn't playing. But I'm here to tell you, 52-42 to against a USC team that can't stop a nosebleed. 42-33 to against a Stanford team on the road. Okay? So these, these are the scores of these games on the road. 
Now I'm here to tell you that, and they also played. Sorry, they also played uh, Arizona, 31 to 24. I'm here to tell you, folks, Oregon State's no chump. They're no chump. They've been left out of conference uh, of conference talks of conference expansions. They have no home right now. Where are they going to go? They don't know. But what they do know is, is that they have a chance to go out on a Cinderella Disney story and win the conference championship. Michael Penix and this, listen to me, I'm trying to tell you, it's called being a human being. They're not robots here, folks. Michael Penix Jr. is due for a bad game. And I'm talking about a terrible game. I'm talking about a Caleb Williams versus Notre Dame game. That's what he is due for. And he's, he's been saved. He's been saved a couple times by that. He has solid defense. And like the coach says, teams are more aggressive versus us because of how our offense is, so they do things they don't normally do. Oregon State does not break character. They will not break character versus Washington. This is a home game in Corvallis. That place is going to be rocking. Ducks are going to be watching Beavers, if you know what I'm saying. It's going to be a good game. Don't be surprised if the fans are storming the field in Corvallis. Michael Penix, I'm here to tell you, bud, this is your Heisman game. This is, listen, every Heisman candidate, they have that one game during the regular season where you're just like, you know what? This game right here, he won it for me. And I know people want to, you know, bring up the Oregon game where he was rapping on the sideline. Man, I'm not hearing that shit. Washington should have lost that game. Oregon's head coach lost in that game. Washington won 36-33, to and Oregon left nine points on the board in field goals. So I'm not hearing any of that shit. Washington truly should have one loss on the board. This is that game where if I'm telling you right now, Oregon State has the two running backs in that backfield, okay? They can control the ball. They can control the clock. Let's, let's see. Let's see. But that's my upset for the week, Oregon State. Oregon State over, my, over Washington is my upset for the week. Moving on to the Big 12, Kansas at Kansas State. Battle of the Sunflower State. Now, this game is, should be interesting if Bean plays the quarterback, but I don't know if he plays. I don't know if Bean plays this week. If he doesn't play, the game's over. Kansas State has won before the game's even kicked off because Kansas cannot stop the run. Texas Tech just ran the ball up and down and all around, all around them at home, so I don't see Kansas State having a tougher time doing it. Kansas State loves to run the ball. That's what they're great at. They, too, are battling for the Big 12 championship, so they need a win. So I got K-State in that game easily. 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 Easy. Run the ball. Now, listen, Utah at Arizona. This game is interesting. Utah's defense versus Arizona's offense. That's what this game's going to come down to, the Pac-12 title race, like I tell you guys. Pac-12 title race is interesting. Arizona is number three right now in the current standings. If they lose this game, they are out. Utah could play spoiler because they were just spoiled by Washington. They were just spoiled by Washington. Now, this is kind of tough for Utah because they're going on back-to-back games on the road. Tough. It's okay. Get over it. But I like, I, you know, I like Kyle Whittingham, so I wouldn't be surprised if Utah wins this game, knocking out Arizona from the title contention. Now, I spoke about the Big 12 being interesting, and before we get there, I got, I, I, I just got, I just got to reiterate how interesting this can be. Okay, if Texas goes to Iowa State and takes an L, that puts OU officially back into the Big 12 title race, and we could have a rematch of Oklahoma State and OU. Oklahoma State's on the road against Houston. 
Now, Oklahoma State's defense is kind of, I mean, it's bad. We just saw how bad it was, okay? But Houston off, Houston's offense isn't that good. Dana Hogerson is a former Gundy assistant, so we got you know a little animosity there. But I still expect Ollie Gordon to be in his shell, and I expect Oklahoma State to win this game. I expect Texas to struggle at Iowa State. They Listen, not having a solid running game or not knowing who is going to do it, is, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting, but I don't want to get too far into the Big 12, but those are just some games of interest, some game of interest for me. Now, a couple of other ones is Louisville at Miami. Now, this is for the ACC title race. Louisville is number 11. They have a one loss. They're a one loss team, one loss coming to Notre Dame. Wait, no. It was not to Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame. But anyways, we're going we're gonna to talk about Louisville here. Louisville versus ACC versus Miami. They're in the ACC title race, so they're trying to get there. At this point, they got two games left. They just got to finish. Brian Brom, I mean, what can you say? First year, first year coach coming in from Purdue, bringing the quarterback with him, bringing some good, good receivers. His recruiting classes coming up are looking pretty good. Sorry, their one loss was to Pitt. They did beat they did beat Notre Dame 33 to 20. One loss coming to Pitt, and that was kind of a weird game for them. This team can score points and they have a veteran quarterback who doesn't like to turn the ball over and they have a coach that trusts his quarterback. So I see them winning this game, but keep an eye out on it just because Miami's bringing back Van Dyke. Van Dyke's an experienced quarterback. He knows the offense, so they're not going to have to play it you know, safe or anything. They can go with the same usual game plan. That's a very interesting game. Now we're looking at UNC at Clemson. This is another game where I'm looking at maybe, hey, maybe, uh, oh, uh, Oh, Sweeney. Oh, Yabo Dabo Sweeney does it again. He got these kids playing motivated, guys. The kids at Clemson are playing motivated. They're playing motivated for the coach. I don't know if that was a student reporter, the guy who called Clemson out, who said, uh, we, uh, why are we paying you all this money for, like, for this type of performance? Well, ever since then, man, Clemson's been balling. So look for them to come out and try to play spoiler because, once again, North Carolina's on that outside looking in of them trying to get into the ACC title game. They're behind Louisville. they got to win out and have some help. Once again, they are hoping that someone leaves the back door unlocked. And Clemson's coming in through the front door like, hey, bud, you're not even getting through it because Clemson has two good running backs. They don't, they don't really turn the ball over anymore, <laughs> you know? They don't smoke meth anymore. <laughs> you know, they're done with that. They're done with that. So if they don't do that, if they don't go back to their old ways, they should be a good team to beat UNC. UNC's defense is terrible. They're terrible. They've let Drake May down for his uh, last season, assuming because he's going to go to the NFL and be a top two pick, a quarterback, probably be a franchise guy. But you just wish, you just wish guys like him and Caleb really got – Good defenses behind him. Could you imagine if Caleb Williams had an Iowa defense to back him up? You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine if 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 they had a Rutgers defense to back him up? You know, these are just defenses that are good, you know, and have shitty offenses, and that could use a good offense. You know, I'm just playing. Uh, I'm playing Tinder with offense and defenses. I'm swiping right. 
you know, I'm just swiping right, you know, and right now, you know, you, you know, you can only imagine for some of these guys, Caleb Williams, of course, is, you know, he's going to go to the NFL and make, you know, do his thing and make his people proud. But you also just, you know, as a fan, you wish, you wish that he had a better defense to get him there, you know, but it is what it is. And we move on. But don't be surprised if Clemson beats Wake Forest. Teams that need to stay woke. You know we have our Stay Woke series. Now remember, this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Listen, if, if I ever refer to the past and you want to know what I'm talking about, we have a YouTube channel. Go there, Jigsaw Jimmy. You can see some of the beginning episodes of, of the podcast. That's where we started. Started from the bottom, now we're here. But anyway, we're staying woke. And this is what we're talking about here. We're talking about Minnesota at Ohio State, Michigan at Maryland, and we're talking about Florida State. We're talking about Rutgers at Penn State. Mainly I'm talking about Penn State because I'm here to tell you this. Like I said earlier, James Franklin's on the hot seat because he can't win the big game. This is not a team that you want to take lightly and lose to. Listen to me, people. Rutgers is good. Rutgers plays good football. They play defense and they run the football. So if you're Penn State, you don't want to take this game lightly. If you lose this game, James Franklin will be fired by Sunday morning. I'll say this again. If Rutgers loses, I mean, if Penn State loses this game to Rutgers, James Franklin is fired by Sunday, and maybe look for Jimbo Fisher to take the job. I don't know. I'm just talking. We're just talking sports, folks. We're just talking sports. So that's the Stay Woke series, and now we're moving on. One more game of interest. Illinois at Iowa. Iowa could lose this game because Illinois, or Illinois, I don't know how you want to say it. I like Illinois. Illinois here. I think I, I think the fighting Illini have a chance to win this game. If they can put up 17 points, they'll win this game. I'll say it again. If the fighting Illini can put up 17 points, they'll beat Iowa. It's going to be a tough thing to do, but it, it can be done. So those are the games we're looking at this week. I gave you the people who need to stay woke. Now we're going to talk about some conference chaos. Because I'm telling you, if Oregon State does what I think they're going to do, and then they go in and makes that Oregon and Oregon State game, the Civil War, a little bit more intriguing, I think Arizona loses this weekend, and I think the Pac-12 had a chance to have a little frenzy. All this is key because of one thing, college football playoffs. The one thing they're doing it for. A lot of these Power Five programs, we're talking championships now, folks. Now we're talking championships. I'm not talking about the schools who are playing for bowls no longer. We've, I mean, I'll talk about them in a little couple more minutes. But for right now, for these next couple of minutes, we're going to talk about the big dog. We're talking championships. We're talking chips. Okay. And right now, the college football playoff rankings are Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. I'm here to tell you something that's going to be rude. It's going to, it's going to piss some people off. But that guy, Jig Sports Podcast, this is what we do. We talk real sports, real numbers here. Okay. There will not be a Pac-12 team if it has one loss. In the college playoffs. You understand what I'm saying? 
if Oregon or Washington lose a game, there will be no Pac-12 team in the Final Four. I will also say this before I get into it. If Texas is not the school that wins the Big 12 championship, there will be no Big 12 team in the, in the college football playoff. Okay? Let's get that understood right now. As it stands, Ohio State and Michigan still have to play each other. Okay? If Ohio State or Michigan lose, they're still going to be in the top four. They'll still be in the top four. The only way Ohio State and Michigan aren't in the top four is if Washington stays undefeated. If Washington does not stay undefeated, you're going to have two Big Ten schools in there. Because Georgia has to play Alabama. And they are, listen to me, they want to put Alabama in there. I'm trying to tell you that's why Washington and Oregon, if both of them have one loss, get them up out of there. And for Texas, it's kind of almost at that point where if, if they don't play a certain team, a certain brand, they could, they could find themselves looking out. But I don't see that because they beat Bama. That's the only reason why. But then again, Bama does have a tougher strength of schedule. Bama has beaten LSU. They've beaten Old Miss. They've beaten Tennessee. And then they beat Georgia. There's Georgia. There's four teams right there that, that are ranked. There could be more. I'm just missing a couple. That's what, It's going to get interesting if certain things happen, because certain things will happen, because it has to. Ohio State and Michigan have to play, folks. They have to play. So let's just say, just for argument's sake, you got Ohio State wins. So Ohio State's still in. Okay? If Georgia and Alabama play, let's just take Georgia. Okay? Georgia wins. Now you got an undefeated Florida State. Now, do you put in a undefeated? You have to put in an undefeated Washington over a one-loss Michigan. You have to. That's just the law of math. You cannot get around that. But if Washington loses to Oregon, guess what? They're done because a one-loss Michigan's loss will outweigh a one-loss Oregon loss. I mean, Washington State loss or a one-loss Oregon because rematches don't mean much to the pollsters. And I'm going back to the BCS days. I'm going back to the BCS days for you. Rematches don't do too much unless there's certain ways. You know what I mean? They got to be box office. You know? We're talking, we're talking OU, OSU. You know? Possibility of that conference clash. That's going to be a good one. That's box office. But I'm telling you, nobody wants to see the winner of Washington, Oregon play twice and then they get to represent the conference. No, I'm sorry that conference will be left out. Maybe when we get to 12, when we get to 12. But for right now, I guarantee you, if Texas does not go win, they're out, which is pretty obvious. I shouldn't have to explain that to anyone. The Big 12 will not have anyone in, in, in the playoff. If Washington loses, the Pac-12 will not have anybody in the playoff. The Big 10 will guarantee you have one, and possibly two, depending on if Washington goes undefeated. If Washington goes undefeated or Texas wins out, then the then the the Big Ten might only have one. But the loser of of, of Ohio State and Michigan are getting in. They're getting in. If somebody loses, I'm telling you, if there's only three undefeated teams, the loser of Michigan State, Ohio State, of Michigan, Ohio, sorry, not Michigan State, they the only thing they're winning is court cases. But listen. If the winner 
the loser of Michigan and Ohio State, all they have to do is wait for somebody to lose. If there's only three undefeated teams, they're getting in. As simple as that. If there's only three undefeated teams, they get in. So if Ohio, if Ohio State, if Georgia, and Florida State all stay undefeated, then the fourth team will be Michigan. It's just that simple. Because I think that loss, I think that loss to uh, to to Ohio State now amount outweigh. Now the politics behind the situation, they might kick out Michigan because of here this right here. Because Texas is going where? To the SEC. Texas is a big brand. You're going to get money if you have Texas in the playoffs. So if Texas, that's why I say if Texas wins out, they might get in. Especially if Michigan and Ohio State lose. It's going to be interesting. It all depends on Washington. Washington is the wild card. Washington is the wild card. Because if they go undefeated, you cannot, you cannot leave them out. And Michigan and Ohio State have to play. So you heard it here first from that guy Jig Sports Podcast. Nobody has said this yet. Nobody. But listen to me. One of the conferences, or the conference, sorry, not one of, the conference that is not going to be around next year, okay? The conference that is dismantled is going to be the conference to decide which one lost team gets in. You understand what I'm saying? Texas? Alabama? Oregon? All of you one-loss teams that are on the outside, none of this matters if the Pac-12 champion is undefeated. Simple and plain, bookmark it, Mark it in the whatever the hell you write it down, take a picture. I don't give a fuck. But that's the truth, and that's how it is. So that's why these conference games mean so much and these championships mean so much. Because we have what? We have two games left. Starting on starting on this week on Friday, when 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 uh, when Coach Prime and, and, and the Buffaloes and the Cougars from Washington State get it on. Alright, when all the when all that happens. That Saturday, it's on. We got one game after that, and we're listen. We've been on this. We've been on this train, and we're gonna keep it going. This is that guy, Jig Sports Podcast, and I am him, Jig. We're moving college football to Tuesdays, folks. We're gonna move college football to Tuesdays, but Friday we're gonna stay around and we're gonna stay active. We're gonna do NBA on Fridays. NBA on Fridays now because the season's rolling and we're starting, you know, we've seen some things and I want to, I want to, you know, I want to talk sports. The NFL, we're going to keep on the NFL. I think we're going to maybe do NFL, NBA on Fridays. How about that? NBA, 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 NFL on Fridays. What about that? Huh? That'll be all right. So we're going to hit you on the doubly, on the doublies. Subscribe to the channel. Like the link on the on the on the on the new platforms on Spotify, on all that. Cuz we're going to talk sports. We have a website coming soon. 
We have a website coming soon, and then I'll give you the URL on that, and then we're going to keep it rolling, folks. We're going to keep talking sports. This is That Guy Jake Sports Podcast, and I am him, J-I-G. Thanks for listening, and keep on board. I'll talk to you Friday. We're out.